So, full time at the Etihad Stadium. This is Match Day Live Extra Immediate post-match reaction. I'm Mikey Burrows. Alongside me here at the Etihad is Andy Thompson and watching on from home was the former Wolves winger Matt Jarvis. Uh, Jarvo, I will come to you first. What did you make of it all in the end? I'm, I'm gutted for the lads, honestly. it's. I said at half-time, I hope it's not a decision that changes the game. And unfortunately, I was right. It's you can just see how much effort that they all put in. Etenori, a left back, did he did so well against Sterling. Sterling, he, he's got the better of him pretty much the whole game, uh, and then showed his class going forward as well. But it's just so demoralising to see something like that after the effort that everyone's put into the performances. Yes, it obviously didn't create much, but just the effort alone to, to soak up so much pressure. And then to come away with nothing because of a, of a, a ter terrible decision is, is really gutting. I, I, I'd be interested, Javo, what were they saying on the telly? Because, you know, Tomo and I, we don't get the biggest of screens, but we're watching all the angles. And straight away, first thing, we both said, that's not a penalty. This will be overturned. And then the longer yeah. it seemed to go on, we couldn't understand what, what were they looking at? <laughs> oh, they, they even went to... Uh, they, was, they even got one of the refs in to talk about it. And his first reaction was, oh, yeah, it looks like that will get overturned. And then, then they sort of start slowing down all the videos and changing the angle. And the first angle, it looks like it potentially hits the, his arm. But then they turn the camera angle and you can see and they slow it down. And they, they actually show you where the ball hit. And it's like right underneath his armpit. And, and they're still talking like it's going to get overturned. And then... That was it. The next thing I heard was your voice saying it's not because you're slightly in front of me. <laughs> so I was like, no way. It's absolutely, uh, honestly, it, it, it amuses me how they they have given that. I mean, and I, I Matinho later when he got hit in the arm and he turned around and said to the linesman and the ref about it, which just sums it up. It's exactly the same. Yeah, it, it's Tomo, listen. I know you don't like officials. Everybody knows you don't like <laughs> officials. It is well known by the officials well, that they, you they don't need, like the officials. They need to do the job better then, don't they? Yeah, and listen, like let's let's have this discussion now then because I am a supporter of VAR, right? I I think it's a good thing for the game that gets things right. But but they, it's not the VAR that's the problem. It's the people that operate it. And yeah. if the people that operate it are the same officials that consistently get big decisions wrong, then there is a problem. Yeah, and, that, and that's the problem I've got, is that, again, it's still down to people's opinions, but their opinions seem to be getting it wrong most of the time. And, and that's the inconsistency that we're looking at. You've looked at that and said, oh, and again... You can kind of, well, you can't accept it, but if the referee makes the wrong decision, there's people got the screens. That's why they've got VAR, to help them out as well. If somebody's watching the screen, slow motion, time and time again, different angles, whatever it is, how can they get it wrong? I don't understand how the VAR people watching it are getting it so wrong. I, I, that's what I can't comprehend. I, can't, so I can kind of accept it a little bit where the, the officials get it wrong because it's a split second from them but if somebody's staring at a screen for two or three minutes and watching it and still getting it wrong I, I don't understand what's going on it's 
the inconsistency, and again, you look at all the decisions that we've had over the last couple of years that have gone against us, you can look at that. It's probably cost you double figures in points uh, with the amount of times that we've either drew games or lost games um, down to a VAR decision. But And that's the problem what I've got is, and, and I understand that most of the technology is uh, either black or white with the way that it goes. There's no grey area with it. But it still comes down to somebody's opinion who's looking at a screen. But this is the, this is the thing, isn't it? Um, Matt Jarvis, I want your thoughts on this. Because, uh, like I say, it, generally you can go to the screen, you can have the VAR look at something and overturn it. I don't know what they've seen there. I, I, I can't understand it. A lot of decisions, even when it's opinion, like Tomo says, you can kind of understand it. I don't, I don't get what they've done. They've just, it's almost as if they've kind of gone, well, we can't overturn the on-field decision, which to me is baffling. Yeah, I think that what they, what they try and do is they, it's, if, it, if it's clear and obvious that they've made a mistake, that, that it's like because they slowed it down so many times and they're looking, they're obviously thinking it's not exactly clear and obvious, which obviously it was. But it's um, it's just <laughs> it's so frustrating to, uh, to to have sort of have that in front of you, and then them to sort of turn around and just sort of back up the ref really and think, oh, well, maybe he has got it wrong, but we we we're just going to have to accept it. See, I wonder whether the the way forward in this, and listen, we'll move on from this in a second, but it is not to have uh, referees who are on-field referees, who are almost competitors to the referees on the field doing the VAR yeah. job. You need specialist VAR people because the, that person in the VAR seat is not going to do over Jonathan Moss and say, you've got it wrong on national TV, international but, TV, because he could do it to him next week. But they've got to. They've got, they can't keep you doing, oh, oh they're in the same uh, group of play, uh, referees. They've got to do it. And I don't know what you're saying, that he doesn't want to upset him because, say, next week, he might, as you said, he might be doing his game. But they've got to make the right decision. And if you're watching the screen time and time again and still getting it wrong, there's, there's a big problem. And for me to be sitting in front of there and looking at angles, decision, time of the ball, hitting him, past it, or whatever it is they're looking at, they've got to get it right. Because for me... There's too many problems with it still. There's too many problems with the decisions that are coming out. The inconsistency of it. Now, I, I always said, like I said, they seem to favour the, the top six for me. You look at all the big decisions that have gone with the top six. So they always seem to favour it. But, but that, I mean, that happened anyway, didn't it? That was pre-VAR. But they can't keep doing it. They can't just keep saying, oh, we, oh it's Man City, we've got to give the penalty. Or it's Liverpool, we've got to give the penalty. You've got to make the right decision. You've got to make it fair. They've got to be consistent with the decisions what they're making. And again, I can't believe that, that how can somebody who's sitting in front of a screen keep getting it so wrong? Again, as I said earlier, it's about their opinion still. They're not, it's not about the technology. It's about their opinion. And yeah. That, but so the technology is nothing wrong. As you said, there's nothing wrong with the technology. It's good technology to have it. But it still comes down to either you, if you were doing it, it still comes down to your decision your opinion about whether or not you think it's a penalty. Now, it, but it seems to be going on, the decisions, all the time. And again, I know we've been harshly dealt a few times, but it's the inconsistency about these decisions, about being overturned, um, about not being able to upset the referee because he might have him next week, it's rubbish. They've got to make the right decision. They've got to make the one that follows the rules of the game, not just because he's friends with him. 
Uh, are they in a position, Matt Jarvis, which is slightly difficult in terms of Wolves almost don't want to be seen to be kicking up too much of a fuss because that can work the other way. But yet there have been quite a few instances this season, the Manchester United game especially. We talked about some of them in commentary where Ruben Neves was fouled by Paul Pogba right in front of Mike Dean. They didn't overturn it. The penalty in the last minute at Leeds didn't overturn it. The penalty at Crystal Palace that then somebody decided was a fraction outside the penalty area that went against Wall. Dilly Alley, where he's, he's actually Alley. He's, he's gone into the challenge, left his leg. We, left we his can, leg there. When, which, I, when we watch the screen, I can see that he's left his leg in. And I say, oh, don't, I'm not even doing the VAR. And I can see it blatantly. So, Jaro, you know, do they complain or do they just have to suck it up and accept it? For me, you're doing both, aren't you? You're complaining, but you've got to suck it up because they're not going to change their minds now. But you can make, you know, lots of other clubs put it in different ways. They put it in press conferences, they do it, and they just sort of nudge and give sort of inklings that everyone's not happy, but without saying it. And it does that work? I don't know. But for me, with everything that you've just said as well, because I, I, I can I can remember a couple of them. You just like you have to you have to. It's not just the once. It's not just the twice. And and who knows? Yeah, we will never know. But today, the performances and defending up until that point, you actually couldn't see City scoring because they they didn't have any clear cut chances. It was really well drilled defensively. Yes, there was no, no, not so much attacking, but actually defensively, it was a really good, strong performance. So it's, it's something that has to be said and has to be something, whether it changes anything, I don't think it will work against them. You know, they're not going to give any more bad decisions because <laughs> that's already happening. Can't get any worse, can it? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, actually, it's an interesting point, boys. Let, let's move on from VAR. Um, Lindsay says, uh, one, how was that a pen? Two, Raul was silly, but never a first yellow. Three, amazing defending. Four, should have had something from last week. And this, uh, Jan is not very happy with John Moss and says, uh, what is the point of VAR if they're not going to overturn a clear and obvious mistake? Excellent defensively, considering down to 10 men, Raul's red card totally inexcusable Aaron says took a dubious penalty for City to score against us fantastic work by our rear guard today that is something for us to celebrate uh, on that point then Tomo this feels a little bit different to last week in a strange sense but we've had two games now against the big top two of the top three and we've got the third one to come next weekend who actually we haven't really taken the game to them no. in the sense that we did in the opening couple of games of this season but they were 30 seconds away from a point last week against Liverpool and a dodgy penalty away from potentially a point yep. here at Man City so how do we balance and rate where we are? Well the, the, look so at the beginning of the season we were creating opportunities but we were losing games so what he's done is he's made sure that we're resilient at the back he's made sure we're difficult but what it has done, it's took away that flair and that creativity up front for me. I think that we're struggling to get forward and struggling to get out. We defend brilliantly as a team. The set-up and make it difficult for teams, as you mentioned there, about Liverpool, Man City, two of the, two of the three top teams in the division. And we've made it difficult for them to actually get any clear-cut chances as we've done today. But we've got to have a balance between the two. We've got to try and think about that balance about going forward. Can we be more creative? 
that little bit of care we saw it a couple of times where then don't give one away where a careless pass where it's on there Trinko losing the ball on here as well that's where that little bit of care you can do all the care and everything at the back which is great but it's up in that top third where that creativity and care has got to be done a lot better because there's you're coming up against a team that a good side and difficult to beat but we've got to try and get that right we've got to try and oh, for me, I think the fullbacks have got to do a lot better going forward. I think the defending of the two has been brilliant. But for me, I think there's times where they can get it out of the feet and be positive with it rather than having a touch on it, coming sideways, going back. And I think, and then it just knocks the momentum out of the attack. So I think if we can just get a little bit more creative, a little bit more um, inventive going forward, I think that, that, that that's the thing that we're missing. Because... There's no doubt about it, we've got some quality players in the team, mm. but unfortunately we're not utilising them to their best ability at the minute. Matt Jarvis, what do they do on Wednesday? No Raul Jimenez through suspension. Do, do you go to Fabio Silva, who's not had a, a huge amount of game time, or do they go with He Chan Huang through the middle? Do they stick with three in midfield? Uh, how would you approach that trip to Brighton knowing you've got Chelsea to come next weekend? <laughs> That, that's the thing. I think what, what Tom is saying is, is right in the sense that you need to change it up and have, have that attacking threat. The, the problem with what the, what the start of the season showed was actually need to get back to basics and get some points, get the defence working and then move on from that. It's just, it started, got the, got the shape, got the defence working, got a few good results, not necessarily performances, but then you've come up against Liverpool. You come up against Man City. You've got Chelsea you know, after Brighton. So you, you, you're looking at the games and you're thinking, realistically, you're going to go a similar shape as today against City. So you're looking at the Brighton game going, well, we've got to go and try and get something from that game. You know, the, the other three, they're really difficult. If you come away with anything, it's a bonus. Whereas you're looking at that Brighton game going, right, we are, we're going to have to go out and get some points here. So you're pinpointing it and thinking, we've got to go and attack. And, and Brighton will be the same sort of wanting to keep possession, trying to get that attacking threat, but there's a real opportunity to, to get some points. Yeah, a bit of pressure on Wednesday, Tomo. Yeah. They can't they can't go out and play in the manner. It's understandable against Liverpool and Man City, yeah. though some fans will be a touch frustrated. They've not tried to take the game to him a little bit more. Though in fairness he did make the the attacking changes and it nearly worked in the last minute where Max Kilman Went charging through, and, and what a yeah. story that could have been. It could have been if he got, if he got that goal. But, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting. So, like, the games uh, or building up to the Liverpool-Man City game where we've got Norwich and Burnley. Everybody was thinking that we are going to get three points out of each of the games. Ended up only getting one. Um, and, and and that's the thing. So, like, the, people could kind of accept it against Man City and Liverpool. But credit to them. They played well against the two teams. Two big teams in the in the league, and... It's just been a shame that, again, they've got done by that odd goal. So, that, um, a moment of uh, concentration against Liverpool in that last minute. Uh, today, again, there's nothing they could do about a bad, bad refereeing for the decision for the penalty. But, again, they've just got to have that belief because Brighton's going to be difficult. So, we, how many times have we gone to Brighton? And it's been a difficult game. So, like, um, and, the, and we've just got to play our normal game. We've got it, but I'd want us still to take the game to some players. When we've got a chance, utilise those wide men. Can we get the supply? The quality up to the front men wasn't great again today because it just seemed like they were just constantly fighting for it. And as I said, Traore, if he just starts again, he's got to have a think about his position when he's trying to get the ball. 
He stands up against the centre half, big centre half, Diaz, and he's trying to fight him. Okay, we know he's strong, but he's got to get into a position where he can receive the ball, maybe on the half turn, where he can run at the players. Jimenez link up with him. We saw it time and time again when the ball's gone up to Dendonka, Jimenez, he's got the flick on, and he's still standing still. He's reacting after this actually happened. Have a gamble. Have a gamble. He's got nothing to worry about because at the end of the day, if he goes as he's just about to edit, he's got one, he's got the advantage, but also as well, the speed that he's got. He's going to absolutely tear teams to pieces, but is that a confidence thing? I don't know, but I just think that I'd like to see us more on the front foot against Brighton. OK, let's hope so. It's going to be really interesting to see what team Bruno selects for that one. Matt Jarvis, thank you very much indeed for your company today. Final quick thought from you before we sign off because we've not heard from you this season so far uh, overall are you are you hopefully positive about the wolves that you're seeing at the minute i'm i'm really pleased with the defensive shape and the way that they've set out and the work ethic i think you can see that everyone's still fighting for each other um which is which is everything that you want to see as a fan and and as a teammate you want to see everyone working for each other. I'm with Tomo that you need to have that attack. If you've got the players, you've got the players to get on the ball and, and make things happen. It's just sometimes sacrificing a little bit of the defensive to, to get yourself forward. And, and obviously, all the fans want to see attacking flair and goals and chances and get everyone off their seat. So it's a, it is a toss-up between you know getting these difficult games where you know you're going to have to defend, so you, you change your shape. But the ones that you think, right, pinpoint, this is a game we need to go and get some points, having a little bit of a gamble and making sure that it pays off. Jarvo, thank you very much indeed. See you soon, my friend. Thank you to Andy Thompson as well. And thank you all for your company. Don't forget the under-23s are at West Ham in the Premier League Cup on Monday. We will bring you that live on Wolves TV. I'll be down there for that one. And then Wednesday night, Tomo and I make the long trip to the South Coast to take on Brighton. We'll be on air for Matchday Live Extra 30 minutes before kickoff. We will see you then.